Welcome to what I believe, to what I believe to be the 11th episode of Born in Trouble. Perhaps it's number 12, perhaps it's number 11, perhaps it's number 365. Who knows? Oh. Oh, Mr. Robert And sorry, blows. It's all, uh, I gotta redo this thing here, it's, uh. Coming out of my uh, computer. You don't hear me yet, do you? Um, you no. probably hear me talking through the computer. Yeah. No, I got through my microphone. I think we hear you through your Sounds headphones. like it's through the mic. I'm definitely not hearing you through the headphones. Uh-oh. We're supposed to connect instantly. Let's see here. By the way, we start. We just started. We're actually streaming live right now. So This is very interesting for the rest of the world then. I could mm-hmm. stop. The st- I could stop the stream right now, and we can just, uh, you know, we can. Uh, let our, our, our our four subscribers can uh, keep up. Hey man, let, let them see, let them see the behind the scenes. Behind you the know scenes. this this is what it's this is what it's like to have a podcast. It's not <laughs> just all yeah. It's not just all talking shit and having fun. Although it is mostly talking shit and having mostly. fun, except yeah. for yeah, it's a lot of that. Except for sometimes when we have <laughs> issues. Can you guys hear my board? Can you hear the claps from my board? You know, you're not getting no. any sound from there? I'm not getting no, any I sound on either. I got to figure that out. But anyway, welcome to what I believe is the 11th episode of Board in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. We're streaming live here on the Born in Trouble podcast channel. Something new that we're trying here this year. And I'm here with my illustrious guest from New Jersey, Pennsylvania. I don't know if he's if he's 100 percent right now, Mr. Robert Brooks. Of course, I announce him. He goes black. Right. Timing's everything, Holmes. You got to work on it. <laughs> Timing is everything. You're right, bro. You're right. You've been telling me that since you met me, man. Been telling me that. Pretty much. Yeah, my my flow was off, and of course, from Detroit, Michigan. Home of City Wings. That's 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get you some wings, that is. Mr. Grand Wings. What up, dog? Satay Wings. So, fellas, mm-hmm. what is good? I'm get out and come back in. You going to jump out and come back in? Yep. All right, so we won't start anything too crazy with the conversation. Go ahead, Rob. Um... That night, that bow tie pick just—it just kills me there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, can't hear me, but the bow look, tie. He, hey, he's a handsome man. What can you say? That's why I call him Mr. Brooks with the good looks. All, all, all the women fawn. You know, first guy I ever met that. Whenever we were in the same room with women, it was no competition. We were robbed. Oh. <laughs> That's why I always get on him. I still remember it. Oh, such a mean spirit for such a for such a pretty face there, Mister Prince. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty pretty man. So, Grant, man, how you doing tonight, man? How you feeling this evening, bro? I'm good, man. You know, just uh, just in from uh from New York. Had to make that trip. Yeah, you know so. Did that and got back at it today. Um, you know, nothing too much, man. How about you? Man, same shit, different day, man. I I was sorry that we didn't get a chance to connect, but like we said, this, yeah, wasn't, for sure. a, this wasn't a business trip for you. It wasn't a chilling trip for you. It was um it was like real life, bro. Pops. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, this this is serious business. You know, Pops he, he thought he was they thought he was gonna be coming home either today or tomorrow, but he had another setback today, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Mr. Grant, Mr. Lancaster, Mr. Ed Lancaster, the original man. That's right. Give him a big shout yeah. Pops, out. Pops is great, man. Pops is great. We had a, we had a couple of good days with him, man. Like uh, Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. he was really like his his normal self, you know, cracking crazy jokes. Like he was he was in rare form. That's what's up, man. So, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Hopefully, like I said, man, if he gets in tr- trouble next time, he ends up in a different hospital. He gets the hookup. Absolutely. We'll leave that. Yeah, in. I got. I got to let him know. 
We'll leave the other half of that joke <laughs> out, though. So, Mr. Brooks. <laughs> yeah. There's always something. Uh, I have to fill you in. I'll fill you in later, Rob. How you doing, man? How was your week do- this week, man? I'm doing all right, bro. You know, I was under the weather last week, so uh, I like under the weather. Like, I showed up at work on Saturday for the first time in a couple of days, and folks is like, you okay? You got skinny. Yeah. Like, like well, you know, I only weigh but, but, but a buck 60, so anything, you know, make me look skinny these days. <laughs> right. <laughs> Considering I didn't eat from Monday to Friday night. Yeah, you, you look like you got, like, junior high school weight there. We got to bulk you back up, but you do the vegetarian thing. You don't bulk up anymore, so. No, nah, I don't really bulk up much anymore. Just is what it is, man. Yeah, so we're actually going live here on on YouTube. I'm not actually um, advertising the live stream just yet. You know, working out some of the kinks, seeing how it works out, and you know, we I we didn't do the episode last week because it was that was my bad. I had to take the uh, the kids over to the airport. It seems like they're always booking flights during my show. I think that uh, she has something to do with that. I'm going to put her in a headlock later and like see if that's an issue. But we tried to do a show with um, frequent guest of the show, uh, Dr. Kemia. And um, it was me and it was also uh, Gene Hopkins. Big shout out to Gene, who's not here this evening. But Gene was with us last week and, woo, did not go well. No, no, it did not go well. Not go it was well. not, a, not a good civil conversation. Yeah. Barely a conversation at all. My whole thing is that, like, when we have guests, we've had other guests on the show. We've had, um, you know, Alonzo. We've had, you know, um, Alexander. We've had, um, I've had, like, a BLM leader there. I had um, I had a couple of people on the show. And it's never, we've had disagreements on the show, but we've never had straight up blowups, like, you know, like that and everything. Because the reason why is that we try to keep it as, When I have a guest on the show, I want my guests to feel comfortable. I want them to get their point of view across. I want them to definitely, if they have something they want to say, I hope they can get it across. But I also, like, expect a certain amount of decorum. And there was no decorum in this last one, so that shit was out the fucking window from Jump Street. So. Yeah, it was wild. They, they, uh, you know, they were like... Uh, long lost brothers and sisters or something, you know, it, and I, I don't know, you know, it didn't say, it seemed like it was going pretty well for a hot minute. And then all of a sudden it was off the rails. It was all of a sudden it was, it was bad. It was like somebody had some hot grease going and then threw some wet chicken wings in there. <laughs> it was smattering everywhere. <laughs> it was yeah. It was yeah. hard to listen to, man. I was like, damn, they just, not only, not only did they just fuss, were they fussing, but then it devolved. When you said it was like long lost brother and sister, like it devolved into some, you know, finger point. Like I expected somebody yeah. to pull somebody's ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was hot Talking grit. Another boy and girl. What? It was a hot grit bad. It's hot grit bad. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, those are some verbal hot grits being thrown there. And it wasn't about the conversation. That's the whole. And like, I actually hit um the, up Dr. Kimia and I asked her whether or not she wanted to keep it up. And she said, go ahead. I won't quote her directly. I'll mm-hmm. just say, but she just said like, yeah, put it up and everything. So it's just to me, that's not what I'm looking for out of conversations in, in this thing. We like to come to a consensus. If you have something serious to say, I like to bring my serious guest on here. So that way they can discuss their issues and we can have a conversation about what it is that they do or what they're about. I think where it really came down to is that like she has very strong feelings about the Juneteenth holiday. This is just what I was guessing. And, you know, we basically don't feel the same way about the holiday. And that's really what the uh, difference is. It's a regional. I feel like it's a. it was a regional thing. It's kind of like... You're you know, a really nice man, John. Why you say that, Rob? You're a really nice man. Why? Why you say that, Rob? Why? Because if you think that that, you know, seismic crack came because she's way more serious about the Juneteenth holiday than we are, you know, she can be all about it if she wants to. At the same time, when you meet somebody who isn't, 
Bring them along. Educate them. All she kept doing was throwing in brother's face that he hadn't done the research. Like, like, like as if, you know, at 16 years old, you're supposed to wake up one day and go, you know, I hope there's some really magical black holiday that nobody's taught me about. I'm just going to start looking for it. I know if I dig deep enough, there's a black holiday that nobody's told, taught me about yet, and I'm going to find it, and we're going to be all about it. Well, it kind of goes to the conversation and the points of view, conversations I've had about academics before in the past. And I don't, I don't like to... Um, I don't like to throw this out here, like, you know, because we're, like, we're pushing some type of agenda or something. But um, a lot of times it's when you when you feel like you have a position, you have to always defend it, you know. And, Absolutely. And a lot of times with those positions, it's like, you know, we have conversations here. Our conversations are we know each other well as well, but we have conversations. We try to go back and forth. If we disagree, we disagree. But we try to hear each other out. You know, like Rob said, there is no we didn't all grow up the same. You no, know, right. not, not every black person is is like privy to all of the information about their culture. That's one of the conversations that we have in the black community about how we can get our culture spread out and understood by our young people so that way maybe they'll stop shooting each other. You know, and stop fighting each other. If they know the history of the gangs, that the gangs were actually started to protect the neighborhoods as opposed to exploit the neighborhoods and terrorize them. Even the history in Chicago, you had a number of gang members in Chicago in the early 70s that had government positions and were doling out jobs. So to the neighborhood and influencing culture. But, you know, we as people who actually know that, as the older generation that knows that, I'm just not comfortable with hanging my hat on on just telling people, well, you should know it anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's just not. Well, no, I mean, you kind of have to meet people where they are. You know what I mean? So if if somebody like people don't know about City Wings, right? I mean, I I can't begrudge them for not knowing about City Wings. You know what I'm saying? What I have to do is work on them and try to get them down there mm-hmm. so that right. they can experience it, understand it, and then become a regular customer. It's, it, it's a similar thing. You know what I mean? It's not it's not incumbent on someone to just you don't you don't you don't just get information by osmosis or you know what I mean? Like you don't just lay lay your head down and put a book under it and all of a sudden you have all this magical information. You have to get the information from somewhere. And if 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 you have the information, you know, you have to meet your, your audience at their level, you know, and that's, that's really, yes. The last, last week, I think that's really where, what it comes down to is, you know, not trying to talk above people, but just to kind of keep it at a level where everybody can have the same kind of energy and vibe. Yeah. I mean, I work for a place that, you know, we, I used to have this conversation with folks inside the walls all the time. Like everybody just assumed it's assumed that everybody knows what the ballpark is. And I'm like, you'd be surprised how many times I go out into the neighborhood and somebody goes, where do you play? You know, mm-hmm. they don't know because mm-hmm. it's not it's not something in their community. And so instead of going like, what are you stupid? No, hey, this is where the park is. It's a great time, blah, blah, come down to work, you know, and then start to once you hear that, then you know that you have to start to battle a couple of the other misconceptions about the ballpark. And then you start to work your way through them instead of going, what are you stupid? You look it up. Come on now. Right. Yeah. Here's where we are. Here's where we are. And here's what, here's what I would love to see you do. And, you know, hopefully you get them to come in and enjoy the experience and then they bring their friends and, you know, you develop fans that way. But, you know, just telling people they ain't done the research or they don't understand kind of turns me a little bit cold. Well, it, it points out a major problem that we have within the community when it comes with dealing with each other and trying to educate um, people because, at some point with every topic, if you go in, when you go into a math class and you're five years old, you're completely ignorant of certain things. Math, you don't know subdivision until the teacher teaches you. You don't understand right. mathematics until someone teaches you. You're all ignorant of, we're all ignorant at some point. How we deal with that ignorance makes a world of difference. Because that could be the difference between saying to someone, uh, turning someone completely and totally off and saying, like, you know, you just a dumb motherfucker. You ain't never going to learn. You know, nobody's ever learned that way. Nobody's ever, like, enhanced themselves by someone telling them that 
or taking mm-hmm. that point of view. That's just, you know, my issue. That's my issue with it. You know, I don't like to have, I don't like to have guest interactions in that manner. I really don't. It's like, I was kind of shook for a day or two. I won't lie. I was kind of shook. For oh yeah. A day. You can see it. Hmm? It was, it was showing on your face. Yeah. It was showing on your, on your face. It's the first time. And we've had over 200 episodes now. I would probably guess. And I think that's probably the first time that we've lost complete and total control yeah. on the show. That mm-hmm. it was like completely yeah. like, you know. So I guess there I guess there's something and it's the first. And it had me thinking, you know what really ma- you know what really had me thinking about it? It's because it was the first time that we actually did a live stream here. And I watch a lot of these live streams and I watch a lot of these clips and what people really look for is they look for that controversy. They look for that moment where the people start fighting and then they put that out on a video clip and they throw it out in the world and everybody eats that shit up like candy. They eat right. that shit up like candy, you know, and that's not the type of thing that we do. We're not trying to start controversy for the sake of controversy. This ain't real. This ain't real house husbands of the fucking Internet. You know, or real black men from Brentwood, you know, going at each other. We don't do that shit. So it's like, I was just kind of disappointed in the in the first show and the fact that that's the way that it came out. But hey, you know, and I was going to put it out. I was going to use it as an episode. And because it was that way, I didn't put it out as an episode. I just thought it was bad. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think we, we have a... We, we've gotten to a point in society, man, where people cannot, they don't want to agree to disagree and just civilly move out of that space. They want to, they want to convince you to believe what it is that they believe. And if you don't believe what they believe, then somehow you have offended them. They wish you death. I, right. I, I, and that's, that's the biggest problem that we have, man, or one of the biggest problems that we have, because there's myriad problems that we have, but that's, that's one of the bigger problems that we have you know, conflict resolution and, you know, not to harp on the pandemic. Cause I'm, I know I, I probably bring it up a lot, but the pandemic, man, we don't know what the effects of this pandemic was. People have been alone for two, two and a half years yeah, with only their thoughts. You know what I mean? Only their thoughts, only what their algorithm sends them, blah, blah, blah. So, so you get accustomed to hearing your own voice and thinking your own thoughts. And and when your algorithm is sending you more shit that is, you know, agreeing with what you think, then all of a sudden every voice should agree with what you think. And if it doesn't, then it's a problem. It's a huge problem. So let's just change the subject right now. But I did want to address that though, because we didn't have a show last week and, one thing I like to pride us on being is that we are one of the most consistent podcasts out there when it comes to putting out material and that just like, it didn't work out, but Hey, at least I learned how to work the buttons on live streaming. So yeah, you learn, you learn how to mute people just a little bit, just a little bit too late. Just a little bit too late. I figured out what I would do next time. I told yeah, Rob you were, that too. I was like, man, I tried to, I tried to mute them, but the problem was that if I mute you from that side, for some reason, you can unmute yourself from that side. So I was like, Oh, that didn't work out too well. But I figured out how to handle it in the future. So, but um, yeah, you know, hey, fuck it anyway. So it's like, so you guys, you guys have been watching um, the deep sea right now, and what happened with the submersible. All the um, there's a lot of bad, really mean spirited jokes out there about people like um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exploding in the water and yeah. Know, it's kind of bad. Like I see you, Rob. You're trying not to laugh because we've all we've all seen one at least one that's made us like be like, damn. Well, you, like, you know what? You know the thing is though. There, there's an old saying that comedy is tragedy plus time. Right. Like that's the a basic formula. One of the basic formulas for comedy: tragedy. Uh, comedy equals tragedy plus time. Yeah, and you know exactly. how far away enough do you have to get from an event for it to. But at the same time, like last I checked, like people get way too wrapped up about death. And, you know, 
maybe I just had more than my share of it when I was young, but like nobody's getting out alive. So why are you getting twisted about it? Person went, they obviously they were doing what they want to do. If you spent $250,000 to go see the Titanic, you must've really wanted to do that. So the person died doing what they wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. You know, bravo. Enjoy yourself. And you know, if somebody happens to make a pancake meme out of you, (laughs) you got to wear that too. Yeah. You know, your joy is now helping bring somebody else joy. Mm. Well, there's, it's like, it's such a, it's crazy. Cardi B was in there arguing with the dude, you know, the billionaire guy. Don't, um, don't she got son. something else to do? No, absolutely not. She does You're not. You're right. Her rap career is over. Why would you argue with Cardi B? Well, look, I'm not going to disparage Cardi B. She's actually, she's actually no, pretty I'm smart. No, she's I'm saying, I'm saying. smart. You said she was arguing with a billionaire? No, nah, she well, the billionaire's son, stepson, had went to a Blink one eighty two concert on like the day before that everything blew up. And he said that the reason why he went to the concert was because that band has helped him get through many different like issues. Do you know any Blink one eighty two songs? And everything that was like. I'm, the I'm sure I've heard of them. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I recognize them. If you if you played some, I'd recognize it. But you know, it might be it might be very helpful. It might be very soothing, and yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, people. He was like this. He was at the concert, like, hmm, what am I gonna inherit? Mm, how much? Mm-hmm. I hope he liked me. I hope he liked me. No, but he but he um, went at Cardi, and he was basically like, "Yo, you ain't got nothing better to do." And Cardi was like, you know, well, you ain't got nothing better to do, you know. And what's he going? But what's he going to do? Re- realistically, what can he do? I mean, he's all part of his story is also that he's got some legal issues, so his cash is tight, and they done taken his passport. The oh. dude, dude can't move. Dude can't move about the world freely right now. Oh really? Oh yeah. For a billionaire, he, he, for a billionaire expos- son, that must be terrible. He, he exposed that himself. Like, uh, he's like, Leo, I got some issues. I can't, you know, I got some legal things going on right now. I'm not allowed to move around freely. You know, the night my dad died, I went to Adventureland. Right. Because it was that or sit in my room and cry. Right. What you got to do? What, what, what are you supposed to do? People cope differently. Yeah, let people do what they want to do. Yeah. Let them be know, happy. It, don't, it don't make no difference. Well, and, yeah. But at the, at the same token, let people say what they want to say. You know what I mean? It, 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 I mean, what, whatever, if Cardi B said something to offend this cat or vice versa, I mean, whatever, man. Just let, let, let it go, Louie. See, all, exactly. the, all, these, all these shows and conversations are based upon offending somebody, someone else being offended by someone who doesn't have anything to do with their everyday life and well-being and everything. Mm-hmm. And people, like, personalizing these things that, like, you know, well... It's like sort of like when we're riding by somebody says something and you turn around and you say, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. You know, like just from, but you you can choose to tell them to shut the fuck up or you can just keep it pushing because it doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah. It's a choice between the two, between the two decisions. I'm more interested in who's going to pay for that rescue bill because like they made up a very interesting point there. They spent a couple of, the Coast Guard says that they can't put a number on the amount of money that was spent looking for these people who were billionaires. And, you know, whenever something like this happens, these people are taking extreme risk. They're taking extreme risk. And when something bad happens, what happens? Normal people have to now risk their lives and spend their money to try to find them and save them. Do you think there should be a law that says that after a certain point, if you're doing something risky, you should foot the bill for the rescue? Well, at, I could I could say as a, as a firefighter, there's I don't think certain things like if you if you out there trying trying to see the Titanic and something goes sideways, you just gone. You know, I, I don't think there should be a rescue. Well, yeah, it's not. But, you know the. I well, mean, so, so well, if you, that's, it, kind of, that's kind of like the guy who set up the whole thing said that safety is a net loss. So that's kind of what he was saying. Safety well, is a net loss. Well, here's the, here's the thing. 
you paid a quarter mil to get on this thing. So if you paid a quarter mil to get on it, clearly you got some bread, right? You could put money into an escrow account so, to, so in case yeah, it goes so sideways. If you, got that, if you got that kind of money, you know, have a have a ship on standby. You know, have a rescue team on standby on your own. Right? It's not like it's not like, you know, a fire broke out in your house. This is something you chose to do. You know, so I mean, you you know, you play you play dangerous games, you win dangerous prizes, baby. That's it. So, are should people so you, you're obviously feeling that people should pay their own rescue fees. Because there's been a couple, there's been a number of rich people that have um, I was reading about this one guy, I forget his name, Tom something, and he had flown um he had flown a plane, I believe, into the Grand Canyon or somewhere around some risky um flight and the government had to come get him and it cost him like five hundred thousand and he it was a big thing because he refused to pay any money towards his own rescue. And then he went out and he did something else stupid and dangerous, ended up getting caught up again. And the same situation, government had to go and bail him out. People had to go bail him out. Is is this the new form of like rich people corporate, rich people welfare? We'll do, you know, we don't take up any money for everything else. So what we'll do is we'll do stupid shit and make you pay for it. A lot of what America does is that, you know what I mean? This is, this just happens to be something where, you know, lives were at risk, but I mean, they bailed out. Uh, the airlines, they bailed out the auto industry. I mean, bailing out rich people is not a, is not a, an un-American thing. It's, you know, it's, there's a, there's a history of doing it. It's just, you know, how are you doing it this time? Yeah. And simultaneously 700 people sink on a ship and headed towards Greece. And if it weren't for the submarine, they probably would have gotten no attention whatsoever. Well, yeah, but they were refugees though. The amount of the amount of money per capital, if if you can't even pretend like it doesn't, like money doesn't matter, like honestly, when it comes to health care and all this, there's no such thing as equal treatment. There's no, it's it's just like such a no. It's like if that was me in that submarine, and we hadn't paid two hundred fifty dollars, say I had gotten it on, like you know. On a discount for five thousand dollars, my bones would just be floating. Yeah, you, anyway. had, you had the Groupon. I had the Groupon. You got the Groupon. If you got it on Groupon, you definitely just, <laughs> you just fish food. Just, what, does, <laughs> what doesn't stay down is fish food. Yeah. You know, and these stories are just so bad. There's the Pakistani billionaire. Um, the mom is saying that her son begged her to take his seat because um, he wanted to go down there and solve the Rubik's cube next to the Titanic and her and um, the aunt comes out and says that no, the boy actually called me terrified and said that he was being forced to go on the submersible, you know? So that's a, yeah, that's bad. And the fact that these people are even giving these quotes, you know, that just tells you how much, attention whores and how no matter how much money you have or you're connected to you're still just an attention whore because like that's something that should be kept within the family even if that is what happened why would you want the entire world going at your sister or your sister-in-law for like you know the woman just lost her son so now she's got to walk around with people wondering if she's the blame for her son's death you know none of us you know what really caught me about this whole thing, though, fellas, though? Here's what got me. The billionaire's son, I listened to him and I watched him on Instagram. He seems like a little bit average to me, even a little bit slow. And just because he's got money don't mean he's smart. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But that's the whole problem. Because the entire world will sit there and follow somebody who has money and never question whether or not they're smart. Never question whether or not they should be leading you. Is is it all really about the money? And the answer is yes. In this country, yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, they they about to launch into space, right? Isn't that the next? Uh, isn't that the next extreme travel shit? 
Well, what's they, you know, they space space. Space. Been taking people up already. You know, right. William Shatner went up. You know, people yeah, going so, up to, to hand to go up with Elon Musk. Listen, dangerous, dangerous games are out there, baby. Which I mean, what you want to you want to you want to fight a bear? What you what you want to do? Fight you want to bungee bear. jump? Fight a bear? You want to you want to bungee jump? What I mean, what you want to do, man? It's it's out there for you. Go ahead and do it. That's so crazy. Well, guys, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I really got not much. It's like, it's really, this billionaire stuff is just, it's just crazy to me. It seems to me like they're making, like, all billionaires the most famous, important people in the world. And it's no more, it doesn't require any talent whatsoever. All you have to do is, like, basically show your wallet. That's where that's but, where society is. It's bore, we're that boring. We're that bored and. But let let's just let's just think about it in terms of in 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 ordinary people terms, right? Let's let's just take hip hop for example, right? You, I mean, you, who got who got the biggest chain? Who got the biggest? You know, what I mean, who got the best verse? Who got the biggest car? Who got the biggest rims? That's you know that's the kind of thing that that you know normal people do. Not normal, normal meaning people that are not billionaires. If you're a billionaire, how do you start on another billionaire? You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to space, nigga. Well, I mean, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not, not, you know, not every billionaire is going to space. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Space rocks. I mean, this, this is it. So, you know, maybe that's that's just there because, you know, somebody going to Dubai. You know, if you're a billionaire going to Dubai, don't mean shit. Right. You know, so you can't really post that on Instagram. If you're a billionaire, what are you posting on Instagram for the world to be envious of? I'm going to see the damn Titanic. I'm go- you know what I mean? I'm going to see the ruins of the Titanic. I'm going up to space. Maybe that's the draw. Envious of. Wow. And Elon Musk has Twitter. Yeah. See, now, see how it comes full circle. Yeah. 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 We normal people is just messed up. The only yeah. thing we have to look forward to is Robert is Robert's once a year orgy in Philadelphia. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Put it on your calendar. <laughs> the good the good thing is, Grant, you laugh, but I could have three of them a year. You know that ain't getting John out of Brentwood. <laughs> Unless that island catches on fire. Yeah. Getting, getting John. Out of Brentwood? I'm already out of Brentwood. I'm already out of Brentwood. You know what I mean, Holmes. I know what you're, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean, Holmes. You, I know what you're saying. It's all, it's all right. Be like, he'll be like, yeah, it's so far. That's two trains. Stop. Yeah, man, I, I do get a little bit. I do get a little bit old and settled in my ways. I hate it. Well, you know, it's, it's good. You know, you got, you got, you got, you got, your, you got your misses. You got your in-house there, so you, you good. Where are you going anywhere? Yeah, that's basically my point. I mean, what is there? There's nothing out there except for trouble. That's what my mama used to tell me. Nothing good happens after eleven o'clock at night. Nothing good happens. <laughs> All depends on what she interprets as nothing good. Right. Yeah. Because you know a lot of bad does happen after 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 that hour. But, yeah, hey, not bad meaning bad, but bad, bad meaning good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're so such an idiot. Yeah, you know it's true. There's not, but there's not much going on out there. So, I mean, look, when I was younger and everything, when I was a younger man, I didn't mind so much. But now I'm a little bit older. I'm not really that interested in running around all the time. And I, I remember you going down to Philadelphia just for a hip hop concert. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to travel. I used to have fun. Now yeah. I'm just old and crotchety. You have to pay me. That would be a good show because I'd be complaining all week long. If you like send John <laughs> to Seattle, I'd be like, God <laughs> damn it! I got pack bags. It's like gotta drive me to the airport. Leave me, leave me. I don't, I don't want to be here two hours before the flight. I don't want to do that. I just got complaints lined up. These yes, damn you do. peanuts. These damn peanuts. <laughs> they don't give peanuts on the planes anymore. 
God damn it. They don't give me no damn peanuts no more on the plane. <laughs> you, you got a choice between pretzels or a, uh, a biscuit. Biscuit? Not well, like a not like a Popeye's of, biscuit. What kind of yeah, Aloysius, a biscuit? What kind of Aloysius racist stuff is a biscuit? Did it yeah, give the you some? Oh, did it give you what? some gravy too to it, dump it in? No, 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 no. It's like a cinnamon cookie. It's very nice, actually. Oh, okay. You yeah. mean this oh, stuff is a must? Oh, you yeah. mean like a like a tea and biscuit? Yeah, oh, like a yes, tea sir. and biscuit. Yes. Oh, yeah. I told you not like a Popeye's a biscuit. Oh, a crumpet. Okay. What you trying to give me diabetes on the plane? You see, I got him. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch you get kicked off. I'm ready to get kicked off. But we're right. gonna, yeah, we're gonna actually. Um, hopefully, in September, we'll do our, we'll do our like you know, boys' weekend and everything. We we hang out if Grant can get away. You know, I've yeah, already, I'm in. I've already decided I'm gonna head down a little bit early, and we'll hit that city. But we'll hit that city in a heterosexual way, though. <laughs> Not going to give it a slap? No. no, no. We're going to have to watch. We're going to be watching each other's back, too. We're all responsible for making sure that there's nothing strapped oh, on the leg or anything. We're all, we're all responsible for that. There's nothing uh, you know, I, I've been down to that city lots of times. They ain't nobody. They don't care about us. Yeah. They got their own yeah. thing going on. That's what I'm saying. Hey, just don't fool me. That's all. Well, no tricks. No tricks. No tricks in the trade. Not like I'm going to do anything anyway. There's nothing going on. Absolutely nothing going on. But, you know, my daughter's getting married again. So, and this time, hopefully. Uh... I love her optimism. Huh? Love I love her, her optimism. optimism. Yes. Uh, well, listen, my baby girl, she knows what she always wanted. You know, I remember when I when I was talking to her about careers and stuff, and she was saying, she said, really, Dad, all I really want to do is be a housewife. That was hmm. it. That's what's up. That's what's up. She and how did you respond to that? I was kind of like, you know, um, taken back a little bit, honestly yeah. speaking, because um, a lot of these dudes aren't like husband material. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I knew I, you know, you feel for your kids, and you hope that they get the things that they can achieve, the goals that they wish. But um, this, it's not really the. We're not talking about. We're not talking about a plush ground here, for actually like finding men who mm-hmm. are going to be good men, per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forget about even just a good provider, just a good man. Be good to your yeah. daughter, you know. But. She's a she's a bit rough, you know, when she needs to be, and you know, so um, she's happy with where she is and what she what she's doing. So, you know, we're gonna go down and drink and act a fool and stay down there for a couple of weeks and have some fun. You know, the venue's supposed to be a very nice venue, and due to my over my long stay here, I can pretty much stay anywhere in any hotel in the world for free. For damn near forever. Now. Right. So, you know, that's the good thing about my situation right now. So, actually, it's funny you should say that about not wanting to leave because that was the one thing that we were talking about, the number of trips that we're planning on making in the next year. Because mm-hmm. I do have all these days. I got damn near fucking years worth of um, Hilton Point, Marriott points here. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can pretty much go anywhere and hang out. So I'm going to check out some seminars and do some running around and do some different things. I've got some stuff planned. You going to go to Tony Robbins? You going to go to Tony Robbins seminar? Uh, you going to unleash the power within? No, I'm, I haven't planned <laughs> on that, Rob. I, I never know if Rob is serious or not when he says stuff like this. Are you like, what, what do you mean? Are you I've read Tony there? Robbins books. I've read Tony Robbins books. Like it's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, you know, I, I have a cousin who um, who went and did the seminars. You know, she spent the the five k and did the seminars, and it's really worked out for her. I mean, she's she's kicking behind now. Like she's, you know, she is a a really focused capitalist, uh, but with a um, compassionate uh, charitable side. I don't know if I okay. really, I don't know if I really want to go that far deep into any type of philosophy. Especially not now. I'm a little bit more open to learning more things, especially as I get older. 
I'm the guy that's like learning about Judaism and Hinduism and Christianity simultaneously, as well as wondering what it is about the natural pathways and things of this earth, you know, simultaneously. I'm not really trying to bog down into a philosophy. I'm trying to stay open. So that way I don't get on podcast and start screaming at people. You know, we're going to wake up one day and X is going to be like the dude. Like, you know, the dude, man, he doesn't really believe in any philosophy. He just like, <laughs> can you top off this white Russian? Um, so what was I saying? Yeah. Man. yeah um, you know, you know, he's got to, he's got to keep your mind open, man. Well, I mean, in, in this world, it's hard to believe in different philosophies. I mean, what are you going to believe in? You know, you have to be kind of an idiot to believe in a lot of the different stuff that they're pushing out there. Like, for example, you know, look at this stuff. People are, people are up in arms. They, first of all, as black people, we, we have to identify with ourselves first. So it's like we all have a strong understanding of who we are as and where we come from and what our roots are. But not everybody has that. You know, so a lot of black people, for example, um, get themselves involved in the world of politics. They, like, you know, jump on, they join either a, a Democratic Party, Republican Party, and they get involved in that whole conversation. And, you know, that has nothing, that has really essentially nothing to do with them. But they make it their identity. Some people go out and buy guns. I saw something. I put something up this week. This guy was like, you know, he's a Democratic trucker, and he's got a gun. Somebody said, like, you know, yeah, well, you have a gun or anything. Who would have thought a liberal has a gun? It's like, yeah, liberals have guns, too. We just don't make it our whole, fu- whole fucking identity. Yeah. You know, it's just not everything that we do. You know, and some people get caught up in wars between Russia and Ukraine. And what's going on there and what goes on with the, with the coup that's going on in there. Like, you know, these things are, these events are important, but are they? They're important to those, to those um, billionaires who actually have stock and own stock in those companies that have those government contracts. They mm-hmm. hope that those wars continue to go. Somebody's got to fight because if nobody's fighting, if those, those missiles that are being sold to Ukraine are creating jobs in the United States of America. So we're teaching, we're actually like, we're pushing that death. And, but that's the only way I want to have that conversation. That's not a conversation that most people want to have. They don't even want to acknowledge that that's the case. So what is it that you get into in this world? What philosophy, what is it that you're really supposed to be into beyond your own family and friends? Like, really, honestly, I have these questions. I ask these questions. Like, what is the purpose? Like, I could be driven. You know, I I was talking today to a client, or hopefully a future client, and um, she's got a pretty nice, it's got a pretty nice property. Like, I could sell this house like that. I could sell this property like that. Like, you know, big commission, walk away. And her thing is that, she doesn't want it. She tells me, she's like, you go out and you find the buyer. I'll give everybody to you, but I don't want any points on it. No listing on it. And I'm thinking as I'm trying to get her to have this conversation, I've been talking to this lady for over a year. I could have been sold this house for her. And the thing is about, about her, what she doesn't understand is that whether she pays me points or somebody else pays me, you're still paying. You're still paying me. Because mm-hmm. if the property is sold for a million one and a guy writes me a check for $60,000 for selling that property, you know, really technically if you do the points, it would have been less money to actually do the points than to give me that listing. And some people, what they'll do is that I've got, you've got multiple people that want to buy a property. So... If a guy tells me, like, I'll give you $30,000 if you push my mine as the first. I'll give you 40000 if you push mine as the first. I'll give you 50000 You're losing that money. If the guy that wants to offer $60,000 has the lowest offer, you're incentivized to actually push the lowest offer in that situation. More, ethically, it's wrong. Morally, it's wrong. But that's what most people are going to do. They're going to push for themselves. 
So, so the point being is that everybody has these ideas about how shit should be and what they don't want to do, but you don't realize a lot of times you, you're really hurting yourself by taking these shortcuts. And I don't know, maybe I, maybe I just went around in a circle and didn't make the point that I wanted to, but the real point is that nothing in this world is fucking free. There's a price for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And what she, if I weren't that ethical, that ethical person that I am, you know, it wouldn't be, it would be something different. But if she's having this conversation with somebody else who's thinking like, yo, I'm going to tell this person, like, you know, I know she wa- I know what she wants for a number. So as long as I get that number and I take anything else on top of that, that's all gravy because that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. It's unethical. And you're essentially stealing. But people want you to steal from them. Because her thought process, no matter how many times I try to explain to her, her thought process is one that she still can't wrap her hand around the way that the math works. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in that situation? Do you do the right thing or do you do the wrong thing? But this is not really an, an important thing to anyone except for to me. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's important for everybody in that, you know, like Ozzy Davis said, and do the right thing. Doctor, always do the right thing. Right. Always. Like, you know. Character is what you do in a room by yourself. Right. Like, if you can have good character, then you got to be, you got to stand up and do the right thing. Right. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. Mm. But I just don't like being put in a situation. I saw this movie yesterday, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Have you seen it? It won uh, yeah. the Academy Award for Best Picture. I, I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Not yet. It's, it's ridiculous. It's beautiful. And it is, you know, it'll probably be, it'll probably wind up for a lot of people. It's probably going to wind up being like top 10 all time. Like it'll be on a lot of top 10 lists, like years from now, people will come back to it, you know? Okay. And it's a great sort of mirror for what our society is right now. Um, but what the thing that we've forgotten is, and you know, a little while ago you were like, you know, none of it really matters. Well, yeah, this is this is a, this is a learning stop. You know, this this existence that we're here on, this whatever number of years that we're given, is a learning stop. You know, take in information, pass it on, try not to hurt anybody in the process, and make yourself a little bit smarter. Um, but along the way, be kind. When in doubt, be kind. When you don't know what's going on, be kind. Mm-hmm. But what do we do? We go for self. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a very and that's, that's problematic. It's a very low vibrational existence. Very low vibrational. Yeah, but that's where most people are though. You know, we I mean, you, you got to consider the humans are humans are animals first. You know what I mean? I mean, and a higher level of consciousness, a lot of us have a lot of us kind of start working our way toward a higher level of consciousness. But a lot of us don't you know, we see what's around us and we, you know, I know people that, that haven't been like out of, out of their city, you know, haven't been passed downtown and you proud know, just, of it. Yeah. And proud of it. Mm. Yeah. You know, generations that lived in the same project housing project, you know, I mean, not everybody is that, that come with you can go with you. You know, when you and when you when you leave a when you leave a mentality, some of the people some of the people that's on that's on the boat with you, you got to drop them off. Yeah, because yeah. you know they ain't saying? ready. They ain't ready to swim yeah. in new waters. Right. Like they 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 comfortable. The water's warm. They comfortable where they are. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. So it's. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's 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 a it's a it's a fact of life. You know what I mean? That that not everybody, not everybody reaches certain mentalities and and like I say you just have to recognize and let it go you know that lady that lady that you're talking about with that house clearly money don't mean to her what it means to someone else you know what I mean if, if she if she's willing to if she's willing to uh take less bread or what the however it works out money don't mean it don't mean that much to her 
Well, she's just open to the conversation. There's certain people that like, you know, like um, Craig used to say, certain people just like to do deals with a handshake. Yeah. You know, they just want to, they just like, some people like, they enjoy the hustle. They enjoy mm-hmm. being talked to. And she really enjoys being talked to by these people. And I know it. Mm-hmm. And I know it. And when I when she speaks to me, it's like, you know, damn, like, you know, you make common sense. I really wish you would try to hustle me a little bit more. <laughs> and that's not how that's not how this is built. You know, especially not in that situation. You know, you have all these people that are going into forbearances this year because of what happened during the pandemic. And that's a part of what's wrong with a lot of people as well. They're not saying it. You know, a lot of people that follow, um, for example, that follow Donald Trump, they think that somehow Donald Trump's going to get back in and he's going to avoid jail and you're going to avoid foreclosure or you're going to avoid having to pay back the money that's in your forbearance or even coming to an arrangement with your bank. You're going to all of a sudden be like Donald Trump and you're going to get a whole big frigging facade put on the front of your house. And you're never going to have to pay the contractor who actually did it. Or you're going to pay him penny, pennies on the dollars. And, God damn it, you're going to get away with it. This is what people are This is what people are facing. They're not facing up to the reality of the situations. And the realities of the situations for the general person, for the general public, economically is bad. And personally is can be characterized as be bad in a lot of situations because they're not these things aren't getting better by osmosis and you're right. not interested in you're not interested in talking about a solution you're interested in talking about what these people over here look like or what these people over here are doing you know you're not interested in the actual issue and if there was a solution to it if that solution means that you have to make nice with somebody that you've been told you're not supposed to like or you're not supposed to pay attention to, then at this point in time, that's the biggest difference in this country. You know, back when civil rights came about in 1964, it wasn't because people were white people were more compassionate or they were loving. They wanted to love black people. It was an economic thing. It was economic upheaval all the way around between that women's liberation, which was financed by the Rockefeller Foundation and a lot of other people that you didn't know because they those women were not getting taxed. Those black people, they weren't getting those black dollars into white stores that they needed to prop it up. It's the same thing they do now. When you need people, you let people into the border to do the work because Americans ain't doing no hard work. We're not going out there in no fields and doing no shit. So That's like, exact. so stop pretending like, you know, these migrants, they come up here, they're here now. Next year, they'll be down there picking those crops that have went bad this year. You know, this is what people, all these things happen for a reason. And it just amazes me that people can't put the dots together, can't connect the dots and see where you're being lied to. I had a conversation today with the with this group of guys about what goes on in the LGBTQ and um, them grooming kids. You know, LGBTQ is grooming kids and they feel X, X way about it. You know, this is what they do. They groom kids and, you know, and I was like, listen, I was like, yeah, there's a segment of people in that community that, that do, but then also... There's a large segment of people that do the same thing that sound and look just like you. There's a large segment right. in the hetero community that, you know, grooms children, you know, and heck, they feel so they put it in movies. Yeah. You know, they're right. so, for years, they're so unafraid of it. They put it in movies. Yeah. You know, but everybody just ignores that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're not. And, by the way, all the years that they've been grooming them in the movies, it still hasn't made, you know, the entire population of 12-year-olds decide that they're all going to be hoochies. Yeah. Like, you know, even if, they, even if the LBGTQIA plus community, um, I saw a comedian say that the plus is for streaming. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but even if that community was grooming them, 
we already know that doesn't really doesn't really work like that. Right. Right. Doesn't work like that. It does not. It no. could. I mean, they're but working. It doesn't. Listen, they're working. They're working like you've got you've got these um, messages that are sent out to kids. Some you got to watch what they put these kids on on these phones right now. Like you know, you can laugh. You can we can laugh about it like right now. But let me tell you, there's some stuff that are in these embedded in these kids' videos that parents are just giving their kids like you know their phone. Just shut the fuck up. Take the phone. Mm-hmm. And if you watch some of those videos, if you watch them long enough, like those kids do, first videos come out really nice and peaceful and, you know, clean. But, you know, you get a half an hour into that rabbit hole, you'll start seeing things like, you know, daddy's friend who lives in the garage coming to play with these little kids. And daddy's not going swimming in the pool with them and everything inappropriately doing all these different things. This stuff is like right there in front of your face right now. But because these videos and these people are influencers and they make money, nobody's going after them. Nobody's going to go after, oh, that's what, you know what? That's what fucking, I give that shit to fucking little little Tommy and he shuts the fuck up. So if he goes to jail and he's not making that content, little Tommy's going to be talking his ass off in the back of the car. These are the decisions that people make subconsciously every day. When you look at your neighbor and you know there's something wrong with your neighbor, you know that motherfucker is not supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z. But you overlook it because, you know, there's no pride flag in front of his house. So you think that the only people that are actually doing this are people in that community. So it's okay. And then when something happens, people go, oh, well, I have no clue. No, you you had a fucking clue. Right. You just didn't think it was something you should yeah. get involved in. We never thought John would murder his whole family. Well, listen. They, John I never asked for a second help in a chicken. I didn't do either <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> just jokes. Just jokes. Yeah. But that's that's joke, the attitude though. Joke everywhere, a joke, joke. That's the attitude though. I mean, it's always you know people always you know uh, you, you see these horrific stories on the news and when the people are interviewing the neighbors, oh, he seemed like such a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like it's all that everybody everybody has something that yes. they could do that that's, that could go sideways. Yes. So. You know the the LGBTQs. What is it? IA plus. Yeah. Yes. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it rolled right off of Rob's tongue. I. You know. Whatever. Right. But you know, I mean, I, they they're just people, man. That's you it. know, and that and that's 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 what that's why we should be able to talk about their ass like a motherfucker, just like we talk about everybody else. That's what we do. Here. Yeah. We do that shit here, because I because it's very easy to it's very easy to sit here and listen to this conversation. And misconstrue it and make it seem like, oh, so, oh, so the first question someone would ask would be if they wanted to be an asshole is, oh, so you're saying that pedophiles are all LGBTQI, A plus. Is that right, Rob? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But they're saying that all these people are, that this is, no, that's, we're saying exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. We're saying that, like, you know, these assholes are identifying them as that. But it's really like pretty much every and anybody that right. it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah, listen, if you if you got five percent of the population that's you know murderers, five percent of police are murderers, five percent of firefighters are murderers, five percent of doctors are murderers. It, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the numbers just kind of bear out that way. You know, there's there's no there's no one group of people that are mostly all of the you know, candle makers. You know what I mean? If if one percent of the population makes candles, you got some people spread out throughout every every ethnicity, every culture, every you know what I mean, every profession that make candles. But that's what you know, this, but that's what the society is doing. They're actually making everybody a candle maker. And that's the fucking problem because it's too hard to look into the minutiae of that five percent and five that to find that five percent. They just want everybody to just be the way that they are. 
and they right. want to accept it. So it's like, so that way, everything's going to fucking surprise the next generation. They're all going to be surprised. They're going to be like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? I grabbed this fish out of the water and its skin was wet. How does that happen? He was right. outside of the water. <clears throat> right. Like, yes. The human brain likes order and it likes ease. It'll take shortcuts if you, if it'll take a shortcut you don't even know is there. Oh, like that's the human brain. You have to work to sort of override that and to say to stop and like let me evaluate this situation critically for what it is, what all the pieces are coming together here at this moment right now are. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it's looking for a shortcut, man. It's looking to make yeah. sense so that it can move on the to the next thing. The grooves that are already created yep. in in the brain. It wants to take that path every time. Well, that's unfortunate for victims because we're creating a victim culture because you are all going to be victims because you're too fucking stupid to see anything else. So it's like whatever happens, happens. This is why John stays in shape. Because you dumb mm-hmm. motherfuckers, yeah, maybe coming at me at one point and... I'm not going to have time to reason. Just because I talk about reasoning with you here means I'm I'm not going to be aware of the fact that your dumbass is coming hardcore. You know, it's right. Let's stay at eye level. And on that note, fellas, guess what? You got to give them lots of hugs, man. When they come at you like that, you got to give them lots of love, man. Just give them yeah. love. Just be like, listen, my brother. Do not shoot me. Hey, you got look, you got you gotta pick out the snakes that are not poisonous, sir. Well listen. There's, there's a few in there that's not poisonous. That's pick out pick out the few. That's why I talk to y'all, but y'all know I ain't never been friendly. So come <laughs> on now. We uh, we not gonna make believe that we not gonna make believe that all of a sudden I'm gonna start getting all soft and fuzzy and warm towards people. And no. everything. That's no. not what we do. No. You know, I'm I'm the I'm the kind that'll be cool with you and everything, but if you ain't if you ain't here, you ain't here. You know. When the Alma fuckers gotta vouch for him. Yeah, I gotta vouch for him. Otherwise I don't I ain't got nothing to do with him. Listen, you know, I keep I I keep my my circle small. There you go. I keep it that way. As it should so. be. Mm-hmm. So fellas, episode eleven. Finally in the books. No doctor, no doctor here. Well, I'm gonna that. I'm definitely. Oh, I see. No, leave, leave it alone. I'm gonna cut that. Leave, out. leave it alone. Yeah, that one I'm gonna leave cut it out because it's it's just like I was just very disappointed, bro. I was very disappointed I, I, you you, you seem hurt. You I, seem hurt because I because I wanted to have a. It's like you know when you have when you have people with substance and depth and really like you know and knowledge and everything. You know, you wish that they that they could put it all together and like you know distribute that knowledge in a way that people can actually hear it. You know, and when you don't do that, it's like it makes it all like for naught. It's like it's useless. It's like me, you know, knowing how to take care of two women and never having a threesome. It's the same thing. Exactly. The I same like thing. it. Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Now, go in there, I put know. her in a headlock, and tell her, like, hey, look, <laughs> I got this knowledge <laughs> that I've holding on to. You're blocking me from sharing it. With right. the world. It's going to waste, and it's going to waste. Yeah. You've never seen the man juggle. Anyway. <laughs> I went to see, uh, and, and, and I did not think that I would enjoy it as much, nearly as much as I did. But I went to see Babyface and Charlie Wilson the other day. Okay. Babyface, oh, that's a hot show, bro. Babyface done written like between like eighty seven and ninety five. Babyface seems like he wrote damn near half the hits on the radio. <laughs> yep. Like yep. he he, started, he did he did a medley of his hits. He had so many of them. He had to take a break in the middle to <laughs> let the room cool down a minute. Because had he <laughs> wow. had he continued like he he stopped. And then he started back up again, and he put Mary J. Uh, I'm not gonna cry in the second half. Had he had he just continued straight through, mm-hmm. 
there'd have been people having heart attacks in the room. They'd have been dropping. And he opened for Charlie. He got so much he got so much respect for his elders. He opened for Charlie Wilson. That's what's wow. And that kind of puts into perspective with what happened yeah. with him and Anita Baker. Yeah. You know, Anita, listen, we love it. We loved Anita Baker. When we, mm-hmm. were, when we were in high school, we both you know played. We both played her on XBA all the time. We played her on XBA. We, you know, we were DJs at the, at the mm-hmm. high school radio station. My show had, had Anita Bacon rotation. Rob's show had Anita oh, yeah. Bacon rotation. So we love the woman, but mm-hmm. you ain't. But you got to give credit where credits due. Babyface done. He done put it down. Oh, he was like for years. I I didn't even like half the stuff. He didn't even take credit for back then. I mean, he made Bobby Brown famous. Oh yeah, he wrote that uh, that whole album. Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. And then Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. I feel like Charlie Wilson can go out tomorrow and record his Gap Band songs, and it'll sound almost exactly like the record. Mm-hmm. Like. Wow. It, you know, his voice is a little bit huskier now, uh, but he's got all the power in the world. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. What's going to happen when we turn 70 and we have to go watch, like, trap concerts? <coughs> are, are they going to be alive? They won't have them. They won't, they won't have, have them, them, right? They won't even have shows to fall back on. No. Yeah. yeah. Trap artists. He's turning 70 right now in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make like sure you remember to, take, remember, to take, remember to take your castor out before you go to bed, Holmes. Rob is just a wild boy. Rob is just a wild boy. <laughs> and on that note, from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, my video is a beautiful thing. Aloha. Mr. Robert Brooks, so aloha. Love you, man. But you know now I'm going to have to get you. No. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Long as you don't drool on my head. Oh, man. See, we, we always go back. I'm oh, from Detroit, know. Michigan. City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some, baby. Right there in yeah, the street baby. from Motown, if y'all don't Yes, know. sir. Mr. Grant Lancaster. That's right. Entrepreneur. Entrepo-Negro. And Entrepreneur We're going to stop the stream In a minute Thank you for uh, Probably I don't know who's Listening or watching Probably no one You know but We're just working it out Maybe next week I'll even like put a test out there And we'll see if we can get someone To actually watch it live Yeah see what happens There you go see what happens Let's do that Let's do that Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Next, we ain't doing a show next Monday. Why? What's happening Monday? Monday is July 3rd. Oh. I'm flying to, I'm flying out uh, for work on Monday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so I will not be available. But, you know, it's the day before the holiday. Yeah, nothing's happening. We might have to take another week off from Born in Trouble. We'll see. Maybe we'll do a show. Hey, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. we'll you know, maybe we'll do a show on Wednesday or something, and I'll release it on Thursday. You know, for the four people who are missing, who are missing it. Gene Hopkins, we're gonna give you a shout out too because we love you, bro. Yes, he's a, he's a wild boy. You're yes, sir. Boy. And that's what we love about him. Yes, we do. We do. We do. And um, hey, born in trouble. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.